This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Spiritual Appetizers. Small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 11 is going to be from 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 8 through 11. Every Christian is to love every other Christian by ministering to his or her entire Christian family with the ability that God has supplied. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8-11, through 11, the Bible reads, and, and above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Above all things, we are to have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. And it's not the sins of the one that's being loved that are being covered, but the sins of the ones that are loving one another that are being covered. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. This is something that we are to do because we love each other. We are to be hospitable to one another. Being there for someone through rough and difficult times and having a fervent love is not something that we should do out of obligation but because we uh, truly love one another as each one has received a gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God you see God has given each one of us gifts he has given each one of us talents to use in his kingdom and we are to use those talents and if we're not using them properly then we're not being good stewards of the grace that God has given us. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies. When we open our mouth, it should be to show love for one another. It should be to speak as God's oracle. We are to teach one another. We are to help one another. We are to use sound doctrine in our lives to love one another and if anyone ministers let him do it with the ability which god supplies god has supplied each and every one of us with the ability to minister in his kingdom he has not left anyone out and we all need to be working toward that goal one of the reasons the church is having problems in so many areas today is so many people in the lord's body are not using the ability which god has given them they say, well, I don't have any way to help. I can't lead prayers. I can't say sermons, do sermons. You know, there's, they're scared of using the ability which God has supplied them. We need to trust that God has given each one of us an ability to help the kingdom grow. His son said in Luke 19 and verse 10 that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's our role as Christians here today, to love one another, to help one another get to heaven, and to use the ability that God has given us to that end. In Matthew chapter 25 and verses 36 through 40. We have Jesus telling us the two greatest commands in all the scriptures. Teacher, which is the great command in the law? 
Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the prophet and the law. And so the two most important commandments that the entirety of the law and prophet hang on is founded in love. The first one is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. We understand how we do this. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so the way that we love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind is to keep his commandments and to live the way that he wants us to live. And the second it's like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how do we love our neighbor? How do we have a fervent love for one another? That's what we're going to be looking at for the next few minutes in this. In Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25 through 28, we have God talking about the two great commandments again. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. Then starting in verse 29 and going down through verse 37, Jesus explains how to love your neighbor. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the, that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side, likewise a Levite. And when he arrived at the place, came and looked, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him in, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. You know, what is key in understanding of this is that the lawyer here, the man that was trying to justify himself, the man that was trying to trick Jesus, he understood what love was. When Jesus asked him the question, <coughs> So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? He answered rightly, right off the bat. It didn't take time. It didn't take thinking about it. He gave the right answer immediately. And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. In most cases, we know what love is. We know how to fervently love one another because it's apparent the two that were the priest and the Levite who were Jews, just like the man that had been beaten, they passed by on the other side. They knew what was right. They just were unwilling to do it. They knew what love was. They were just unwilling to show it for the man that had been beaten, who had fell among thieves. But the Samaritan, who had no reason to love him, 
he showed it. He was willing to show it. He put him on his donkey, took him to the inn, paid for everything that he needed, and told the innkeeper, if you need anything else, I'll pay it when I get back. Even though it wasn't going to be easy for this Samaritan, and it was going to take of his own means in order to pay for it. But he was willing. He knew what love was, and he acted on it. This is having fervent love for one another, is acting on that love and using the gift that God has given us to minister. You see, this Samaritan ministered to this man even though he was a Samaritan and he was a Jew. And the Jews and the Samaritans didn't like one another, but it didn't stop him from using his gift that he was given by God to help this man. So, as we go about our lives, this is how we are to have fervent love for one another. And every Christian is to love every other Christian by ministering to his or her entire Christian family with the ability that God has supplied. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 24 it says, Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. When we learn how to do that, then we're going to learn how to minister to one another. We're going to learn how to have a fervent love for one another when we're no longer seeking our own good, but the good of those around us. And then everything works out for the good of those that love the Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Now, some people might be saying at this point, well, God just simply hasn't given me a gift that I can help with. And so I'm not held to this standard. But in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 11 and reading down through verse 16, we see that's not true. That God has given everyone a gift. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Notice that Jesus gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. That, inclu that includes everyone. Some plus some, plus some, plus some, includes everyone. This is everyone in the body. Notice in verses 15 through 16, it says, But speaking the truth of love may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. That would include everyone. So the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers includes everyone according to the effective working by which Every part does its share. If you're a part of the church, then you're a part. And you have a role to fulfill by using the gift, the ability that God has given you for the edification of the body in love. Taking care of the body. Having a fervent love for one another. This is what we are here to do. Is to edify the body and to love each other. To love God and to love each other. In 1 Corinthians chapter 
15 and verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, we saw that we were all to be a part of this. We were all to use the gift that God has given us and that he has given us all a gift. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we see that we are to use that gift always abounding in the work of the Lord. There's always work to be done, and it takes us all to get that work done. And so all of us need to abound in the work of the Lord. In Acts chapter 21, looking at verses 34 through 38, we see this concept from Paul. And we also see the love that he has for people. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, always abounding in the work of the Lord, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the, of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. Sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more, and they accompanied him to the ship. Notice how much love that he had for them. He loved them so much that he provided for himself. He was a tent maker, but he also loved them by supporting the weak. He was there. He wrote the letters that he wrote. He wrote 13 books of the New Testament in order to help support people that were weak. And remember the words of the Lord where he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. In 1 Peter chapter 4, in verses 8 through 11, this is the concept here, is to have a fervent love for one another, to work with one another, to be hospitable toward one another, and to use the gift that God has given us to support each other especially those who are weak. This concept rolls over into Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, where Paul again tells the Roman church, We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. And so again, we see the ideal of supporting the weak. Now, the question is, who are the weak? Paul has been the one that has been talking about this. He has been the one that has been strong for us. But there were times in Paul's life where Paul was weak. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infir in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so Paul has told us in two different places that we are to help the weak. And who are the weak? Sometimes it's all of us. There are times in our lives where each and every one of us are weak. This is one of the times that Paul was weak. And he would need help to get through his struggles, his thorn in the flesh. And he prayed to God that it be taken away. But God said, my glory 
is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So at times in our life, we all need this. Every Christian is to love every other Christian by ministering to his or her entire Christian family with the ability that God has supplied. And so as we go about our lives, let's love one another. Let's help each other. Let's pray for one another. Let's have a fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are the household of faith. And lastly today, James chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. Brethren, if any one among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins if we truly want to minister to one another with the ability that god has given us then we have to help people that once were christian who have fallen away to come back and this is one of the greatest loves loves that we can show toward one another notice some similar wording here brethren if anyone among you wonders from the truth and someone turns you back let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death he'll save that soul from death and cover a multitude of sins you see that is love for one another notice the similarity in first peter chapter 4 and verse 8 and above all things have a fervent love for one another for love will cover a multitude of sins so as we go about our lives today let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives and mold our lives around the word of god this has been spiritual appetizers small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite thank you so, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.